Good afternoon. My name is Justin Rumley. It is my privilege to be the spiritual life director here at Peoria Christian School. And it is my distinct honor to be the very first to welcome you to Anchored. Anchored is a new ministry of Peoria Christian School where we gather the PCS Bible team in order to provide biblical commentary on the current claims of the culture. Uh, Our goal is to fortify and equip the local church to remain anchored in God's word, no matter how much the tides of culture change. So I'm excited that you are joining us. I'm excited to see where we go with this ministry, and I think it will be beneficial and useful not only to the PCS community, but to Christians throughout the Peoria area. Uh, We are in for a unique treat uh, this afternoon. Our goal here is to speak on a plurality of different topics, and there's no better topic to begin on than why Christian education. Obviously, as uh, working here at Peoria Christian School, we are passionate about Christian education for a number of reasons, and uh, there is no better expert, no better person for me to bring into the studio here today than uh, my good friend and fellow Bible teacher, Mr. Tom Schlick, and I'm going to give you the opportunity, Tom, to introduce yourself and tell us a little more about who you are and what you do. Thanks, Justin. Um, As he said, my name is Tom Schlick, and I have been uh, at PCS uh, since 1995, so I've been here quite a while. And uh, I've been in Christian education uh, vocationally since 1981. So it's really been my entire adult life that I've been involved in uh, Christian education. And so it's pretty important to me. So I appreciate the opportunity to come and and talk about um, why it's important and what is its purpose. So those are some good topics. Yeah, absolutely. This is now, this is my first year in uh, working in Christian education. And it's just so striking since 1981. That is a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom. We'll, we'll go that direction. You don't look your age, Mr. Slick. I see the <laughs> wisdom. That's, that's all I see here. So since 1981, that's a big chunk of your life to dedicate uh, to Christian education. And I want to give you another minute or two here to explain. Uh, did you foresee yourself being in Christian education for this long? Well, that, yeah, that was my intent. Uh, graduating from seminary, I, I had a, a master's degree that involved youth ministry as a co-major with uh, Christian education on an uh, administrative side. And so I've been involved in both of those activities and all my experience since 1981. And so I, I did start as a youth pastor and school principal. And I also taught fifth and sixth grade. So I had both teaching, youth pastor, and administrative experience all going on at the same time. And I did that for 14 years. And so, yeah, it's been a major part of my life. Yeah, to, to say the least, it amazes me just to think the, the sheer number of students who you've impacted and of course those students go on to have families and just looking at the ripple effect once again since 1981 the the youth pastor ministry the teaching ministry the ministry as a principal and you're still going strong (laughs) even here in 2019 and hopefully for many more years to come and that's that's such a, a great legacy to look back upon and Um, I'm impressed and I'm sure our listeners are probably impressed as well and uh, it is a joy to have you with us to share some of those experiences. Um, And Before we dive into some of these statistics regarding Christian education, I want to pick your mind one last time and uh, in your your last few decades here of ministry in Christian education, I guess tell us, uh, I'm intrigued, tell us one thing maybe that surprised you about Christian education, and then what has probably been the most satisfying, most valuable element of your time in Christian education? Well, I think, um, Justin, that I can put those two things together. I've been surprised and satisfied with the same thing. 
and that is the amount of opportunity that you have within Christian education as a schooling uh, alternative to impact lives for Christ because we have them for such a lengthy amount of time. And so you think about potentially we have them from pre-K until 12th grade. If a parent makes the decision to involve them in Christian education, that means they're in our context uh, for all of those years. And uh, we already understand that schools in our culture um, play a very vital role in shaping the lives of young people. And so we can use that venue, much like any other venue, of athletics, um, of business. You know, we have Christian organizations for all of those kinds of activities. And just like that, in education, we have a venue to try to promote the cause of Christ and to develop discipleship in the lives of both students and staff and parents um, over a long period of time. So, um, you know, I, I shared a book with you the other day that described it as f uh, the 15,000-hour decision and that we have that much opportunity to impact lives. And so I read about it when I first started, but now that I've been through it all these years, I've seen that actually play out in reality to where children going through that entire programming, how much of a heads up they have on life and that they can have a much more solid impact because of that opportunity than they might not have had if they had gone to any other alternative. And because of the focus, simply because of the focus that we have. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's one thing I do appreciate about having you as uh, a, a peer and fellow Bible teacher because obviously as I'm new to working here at Christian Education, uh, it's been a privilege to have you mentor me in certain ways. And uh, it's actually pretty uh, funny whenever I talk with Mr. Slick about anything, he usually has a book he can suggest <laughs> for me. And uh, it saves me a lot of time in terms of a learning curve, uh, just learning from you. So I appreciate you sharing uh, some more with that. So our general topic today in our conversation is why Christian education? Uh, I did a little research and according to the National Center for Education Statistics, in 2015 there were 5.8 million students in the United States enrolled in private school. That's roughly about 10% of all students. Uh, an additional resource stated that there was about 2.5 million homeschooled students, which is about another 3%. So we see millions of students and obviously millions of parents who are choosing to intentionally uh, place their children in a private school type setting or even a, a homeschool setting. And so we're seeing uh, that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's sure a, is. a pretty big commitment to private education. So um, seeing this, I, I want to try to tackle this question. Why are people choosing Christian education? And you gave us a little insight earlier about the 15,000 hours you mentioned about the influence uh, you get to have. So I guess uh, as we begin this, what are some major reason, reasons you have found that people choose Christian education? I guess if you could talk to that parent who's maybe on the fence right now, too, thinking uh, they want the best for their students and uh, they are deciding what educational context to put them in, I guess what are, what is some advice you would give to that parent as well? Well, I know that many parents are thinking uh, in the day that we live in now um, about safety concerns. And I think one of the things that pops in our mind immediately is the idea of a practical safety, the, the safety of their physical being. And, and so uh, that's something that people think about when they think about private education and even Christian education. So that's often very high on the list of what they're looking for. And what I'm afraid that maybe we aren't processing carefully is the idea of worldview safety. Uh, and uh, that's a whole other discussion in and of itself. But 
you know, we recognize in Christian education that we have opportunity to, to nurture and to develop how a child understands the world around them. And to do that within the context that we provide is a safe place to do that. And so worldview safety is a huge part of what we do here. We put them in an environment where the context and the content are both following a, a biblical paradigm that we're looking to find how to do things through what scripture instructs. And so the Bible informs all that we do and everything that we do is for the purpose of spiritually forming everybody within the institution. And so it's not just students, it's staff also. So within that context, um, you have a high level of safety involved because uh, you can deal with difficulties and problems and have the protective umbrella of God and his word over what we do. Well said. That's uh, the idea of worldview safety. When, in fact, when you first mentioned safety, of course, my mind drifted more toward the physical aspect, mm. the idea of, and of course, that is a value here at, at any school, but the idea of are we concerned with the worldview safety, the spiritual formation, the spiritual health as part of the uh, holistic education and <clears throat> As you brought up 15,000 hours and you yourself having decades of experience, there is so much, uh, at least in my opinion, seemingly so much more uh, that specifically our period Christian school and Christian education in general that is offered in terms of holistically educating, especially right. Christian students. Right. I mean, we, uh, the idea of out there, the idea of so many different temptation, struggles, hardships, obviously even in the school context, once a student gets to high school, wants to become a teenager, suddenly, you know, all, all parents are thinking of all the different concerns they have with teenagers. <laughs> and the idea that at a Christian context that your teenager, your student can navigate mm -hmm. those issues, whether they be uh, the, the normal things we, we talk about, like issues of peer pressure or even bullying or the idea on a spiritual level of worldview claims, religious pluralism, the idea that they can navigate those issues under God's protective word in a uniquely Christian context where the staff are committed, the faculty, and not just the Bible teachers, right? right, right. I mean, it's, it's a joy to be on the Bible team here, but to know if they go into math class and there's something happening that our math teacher, I mean, our current, one of our math teachers is a pastor. Mm -hmm. Like he's excited right. to, to, to care for the student and to know that uh, there's a, 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 an intentional effort to not just intellectually form the student, but to spiritually mature and grow for thousands of hours in Christian. It stands out to me. It is, and as, it's, as it's our distinctive, one of our distinctives. And the idea that there are so many allies at play on all the different levels that we have, so every developmental level and every uh, contextual level, so whether it's sports or drama or um, scholastic bowl as activities and also in the various disciplines that we have allies at play, trying to help nurture through all those venues uh, the spiritual formation of each one of the children here. And that doesn't come automatically, and I, I, I want to make sure that we understand that, that we can just get busy about doing what we're doing and forget about spiritual formation. And so we have to constantly be pulling ourselves back to why we're really here. Because if they wanted just instruction in academics, they could go anywhere and get that. Uh, but to get that in the context of community, which is something that even homeschoolers may not be able to have opportunity to do, within the context of a broader community interacting with one another, you face both the blessings and the banes of that, that you will face challenges in the areas that you described. And so mistreatment of one another, that will happen here too, but we can address it differently. 
because we have a context that supports spiritual formation and understanding reconciliation, repentance, and all, repentance and all of those issues. Um, identity is huge. And we know that with all the identity issues that we have in our culture, this is a place where we can talk about those and show the biblical distinctives of a, a God who's given purpose behind our design. And so that's an important part of what we do here. It's identity development, the idea that we will produce men and women who will honor and serve God. And so that's our team effort. Well said, well said. And uh, I, I think it's fair to say that uh, as the church and as Christians, when something is Christian, it should, for all intents and purposes, be better. It should be, in my, my humble opinion, the best. And that's what I, I really do appreciate about just um, seeing how, obviously here at Peoria Christian School, but seeing even other private Christian schools commit to that because, like I said, you can uh, learn any topic, but if you're trying to learn and master a subject uh, in the environment of temptation, of hardship, of even, we know depression and discouragement seems to be uh, just so, so high among young people today and uh, just the struggles young people have and to know, as you pointed out, that the students here learn those same topics in fact, by really smart staff and faculty here, but they learn them in addition with the context of a healthy Christian environment. So they're not only intellectually safe, they're not only emotionally safe, but spiritually, mm -hmm. there is no better place to have a holistic growth of a student than in a Christian school. And so I appreciated what you said there, and that, uh, that, that's really, I think, what a lot of parents are looking for when it comes to, right. uh, they want the best, rightfully so. If you're, if you're a parent, you want the best for your student. And as uh, Christians, that spiritual element has to be uh, an emphasis uh, as well. Um, even in uh, Proverbs chapter 22, obviously uh, being Christian is important. We turn toward the scriptures as well. And uh, Proverbs 20, uh, chapter 22, verse six, a very classic text says this, train up in a child the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I think all Christian parents, uh, hopefully they know this verse and, and they intend, uh, and I understand they intend to, to train up the child the way they should go, but um, as you pointed out, 15,000 hours are involved in a student's education. And you know, if we go to church weekly, okay, the pastor gets influence an hour a week. Um, if they go to Sunday school or youth group, okay, we got two hours. Meanwhile, they're going to school, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week, essentially. And that's so much influence, so much training, so much uh, formation that I hope and pray would be happening in a Christian environment. But for a lot of students, it isn't necessarily. So I guess, Tom, a question I have for you is how much impact, like let's say for myself, I grew up in a Christian family and, and, and my, my parents did a phenomenal job and it's been a blessing. Um, I did go to a, a non-Christian school, went to a public school, and I oftentimes look back and wonder um, what type of impact would it have had on me to take those thousands of hours but put them in a Christian context. So how important is the idea of uh, the weekday education being a something to reinforce what is said in the church. Um, how does it, in, in, a, in essence, help 
prop up the church? How important is it in your mind? Well, uh, you know, I think about the concept of uh, having allies, as I described earlier, that um, when I send my kid to a Christian school, um, then I have now put them within a community that will all be on the same page where I am at as far as a parent and as far as my church is concerned about uh, what really needs to happen. What is the distinctive of a Christian school? It's the fact that we are nurturing children in their walk with God through the various venues. And so the academic excellence is merely a byproduct of our developing them spiritually. And excellence in all the other areas is really the result of the core thing that we do in our distinctive, and that's spiritual formation. Um, I, I also realize that within the context of what we do, that uh, there are going to be you know, the challenges that we face. And so when we face those kinds of challenges, we recognize that we have um, opportunities. And so those are not just isolated individual incidents, but those are things that we tie together in the overall understanding that we're doing of trying to nurture this child in a growing relationship with God. So I have a conflict with the teacher. We work through that in a God-honoring way that would reflect an understanding of reconciliation, repentance, restoration, all those kinds of things. And so the amount of time that we have with the child, um, the kinds of things that we can focus on, that we have the freedom to focus on, the things that we can do, uh, both curricular and extracurricular, all provide for a lifetime constant exposure because they're going into worlds. They're going into spheres of influence. And in this context, we can ally and work with them to develop these ideas so that they are strengthened by it. Sometimes we might look at ourselves as a place of preparation for the future places where these kids are going to go. So as they go out of PCS into college and into adult life, uh, we have to equip them as best we can for those transitions. And so uh, we're a boot camp in that sense. And so it's very specialized in what we're doing. And uh, not too many people have the opportunity to have the amount of time over time that we have with these students. Well said, well said. Uh, I think you summarized it perfect. And uh, even in addition to uh, being here at the Christian school, I also do pastor a small church. And one of my concerns from a pastoral perspective, and even being a little bit of a younger person in terms of, of pastoring, etc., is the, the concern of uh, once students uh, leave high school, once students enter college, and next thing you know, they're probably going to be disconnected from their home church to a degree, uh, disconnected from uh, even to a degree their parents, or, or at least they have a, a new sense of freedom. And it seems that statistics show that students even who grew up in a Christian environment where families say, I trained up my child in the way he should go, then once that college experience comes, um, we see, unfortunately, a lot of young people step away from the church. A lot of young people even embrace uh, what we would say are unorthodox beliefs and suddenly shift away from uh, how, how parents trained them up and the way they should go. And I found, you actually uh, showed me a, a study that Barna did, and I found right, these stats right. uh, intriguing, and I think our listeners would find them intriguing as well. And I guess I want to get your reaction uh, from listening to this. So Barna came out with a study, and they found three uh, unique things that I think are beneficial for uh, any Christian parent to consider. Uh, where they send their students. So the, the study found this, that Christian school graduates uh, reported significantly higher belief in Orthodox Christian teachings, such as the belief that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation, that the Bible is infallible in matters of faith and practice. The second point was Christian school graduates were much more likely to pray, read the Bible, attend church regularly, and tithe. 
And then finally, Christian school graduates were less likely to switch religious affiliation or to turn from the faith of their childhood. So when I see these three points, immediately I see, wow, students who go to a, uh, or at least an evangelical uh, private Christian high school are less likely to become a statistic that we see uh, seemingly is plaguing our culture. The idea of young people leaving the church in droves after high school or young people embracing unorthodox beliefs. It seems from that, that Barna's concluded if a student has uh, been to a, a private Christian evangelical high school, they are uh, vastly less likely to fall into that type of, of, of thing, which um, I know as a pastor and a lot of parents out there, they, they're concerned that their students will become one of those statistics. Well, and they should be. Yeah. <laughs> they should be because the world is very evangelistic. <laughs> Uh, so the world that we live in is very evangelistic, recruiting our children to be part of their identity. And uh, I can, I think, understand why those stats turn out that way, because I know that from additional research that they've provided, that a child's worldview is pretty well shaped by the time they're eight years old. And then also their identity is pretty well established by the time they're 13. So if I'm allowing someone else to contribute to that and what I'm doing in my home when they're young, that's a dangerous, dangerous decision because in those young years from pre-K on when they're in, when they're schooling age, if they're going to be in a school system, you certainly want to be very careful about placing them in a system that could potentially provide a lot of uh, contradiction to the things that you're trying to do in your home. And so if I know that by the time they're eight years old, what's that, third grade? <laughs> so by the time of third grade, the key worldview elements are in place, so that speaks loudly about elementary education. And yet that's probably the area that many parents feel a level of competence about because they can do it, and they probably can. Um, but I also understand that I need all the allies that I can get as a parent. I've been there, done that. <laughs> uh, my kids are all grown, and I'm dealing with grandkids now in that age group. And, and I understand the importance of that time in their life, and that's why the K-12 thing, I'm guessing that the research that you're quoting is way beyond high school exposure that the child that's been through K through 12 is going to be far more likely to sustain that than the person that comes in that their freshman, sophomore, junior year. And sometimes we wait for that, but that's a wait at risk that we want to be wise about that decision because realizing the reality is that those things are pretty well settled by the time that they're eight years old and 13 years old. Identity at 13, worldview at eight. Wow, that's a lot for young education, isn't it? That surprises me. Even that amazes me that by the age of eight, you said. Mm -hmm. That's that, in that same uh, report. Unreal. That's so early. In fact, you know, I've, I'd imagine a lot of parents, <laughs> you know, are, are, are waiting even until teenage years to think about that's when the, the serious conversations begin. And next, you know, eight years old is when already that serious if those formation. Key, those key things are in place. Is, is beginning, <laughs> that, that very foundation. And, and really, that's, that's what we strive to do here at Peoria Christian School. And that's the hope even with uh, this podcast is that we can help uh, the local church and help parents remain anchored in God's word. Because as you pointed out, the world oftentimes can even be more evangel evangelistic than even the church. They, uh, they, they are, are desperate to, to change people's minds, to embrace secular humanism, things like that. And um, we can rest knowing that uh, your, the education is uh, not uh, in contradiction to what the church is saying, but to think that your student's education 
is actually uh, a strengthening what they learn in church, that the, the, the thousands of hours in education is not in conflict or is not uh, creating friction with what they learn at home or in church, but actually uh, adding on to and building a stronger foundation. And that would be so encouraging that parents mm -hmm. can just rest knowing that their investment in their student in Christian education is doing so much, allowing God to do so much in their life to form those foundational principles and to know their students are in good hands. So, so Tom, in our last few minutes here, um, I, I enjoy this, this quote by R.L. Dabney, a, a Presbyterian theologian from the 19th century. He said, the education of children for God is the most important business done on earth. And I want to give you a minute or two here just to uh, speak to maybe that parent uh, who wants uh, the best for their student and wants to educate them for God. And I want to give you just one last minute here to kind of summarize succinctly why should we choose Christian education? Well, I think we all recognize as parents that we have a responsibility uh, with our children to try to prepare them the best we possibly can for adulthood. And I also think that we all are aware of the fact that that's not something that God intended for us to do alone. And that in fact, he established a couple of God-ordained institutions to do that. Uh, we certainly have the church that is an extremely vital part of that effort of a parent. Um, we have an opportunity as a Christian school to come alongside parents, which is what we try to do at Peoria Christian, and other Christian schools do the same thing, to come alongside both the parent and the church to be in that uh, endeavor with them so that they don't have to go it alone. And uh, I, I know that some people choose homeschooling, and that's not a bad choice for everyone. Uh, it's, a, it's a good choice for many people. Uh, but I think all of us realize that the context of community is an important development for our children. And so at some point, we have to engage them within the context where other people will be contributing to their education. And as I realize that, because the world is getting more precarious and more dangerous, it's a very serious day that we live in, we have to make these decisions very carefully and wisely. And that as we do so, we have the responsibility to investigate the spiritual vitality of a place even like Peoria Christian. We can say that we're a Christian school. That has to be our distinctive, and we need to be clearly able to de demonstrate that reality, that we are a Christian school in our administrative practices, in our administrative procedures, in our uh, extracurriculars, that we are nurturing and discipling young people within the context of competition. So, so many different domains where we have the opportunity to uh, nurture the spiritual development of our students and to equip them both academically and spiritually so that they can move on to the next stage in life and they have a grounding that will sustain them in their big decisions that are coming in the next few years. And so uh, that's an important decision that every parent has to make. Make it with a, a good foundation of understanding the realities of the world around you, that you have options for education, investigate them carefully. Take a look at the educational climate in, in both the uh, public education and private education and Christian education. What's going on there and what's happening? And can I confidently place my child in this setting knowing that that group of individuals as an entirety will be doing what I expect them to do to help me nurture my child for the Lord? Big call, big decision. It is. It's very important. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for taking some time no for joining us. And that was a fruitful discussion, I know, for myself and the listeners as well. And I hope you can recognize uh, Tom's passion 
for this topic. I mean, decades of his life invested passionately into Christian education. Uh, thousands of students and even more uh, families just impacted by Christian education. You can see his knowledge uh, not just uh, and passion not just for intellectual development but spiritual formation and you know would you trust Tom with your student I'll tell you what I would in fact I'm still learning things from Tom and I can tell you uh, he is uh, he is the norm here at Peoria Christian School that we have a staff and faculty that are uh, just in love with what they do and that's the beauty of Christian education it's so much more than merely learning it's a it's a ministry we do for the Lord and I hope this was beneficial to you. And that's our goal for Anchored is that uh, the culture changes constantly. The culture's, culture is evangelistic in the idea that they want to change your mind. And we as the local church need to remain anchored no matter how much the culture changed, no matter how much their value systems and their philosophies and their uh, they change and want to uh, take us with them. We will remain anchored in God's word. And this is one way we can give back to our community local church through this ministry of Anchored. So, Tom, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week on Anchored.